The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for another edition of Mick Shots inside the SWBC Podcast Studio at the Star in Frisco. You sound much better. But I am. And it's, it's the road to recovery. It's not exact. As soon as not I toss quite. it to Mickey here, I'm going to hit my <laughs> cough button and we'll be able to improve it even more. But uh, it's Bill Jones. It's Everson Walls hey, hey, hey. inside the studio. Into the satellite center we go. And it's the playoff satellite center. Playoffs? And Mickey Spagnola. I'm going to hit my cough button. Mickey, you talk. <laughs> Uh, I can hear you. I can hear you loud and well. So we're doing really well so far. You're just uh, next door. Morning. Sometimes or I it should say like this afternoon. Yes. I think I'm better when I'm in a hotel room in Vegas than, than you are. My Wi-Fi is better in Vegas door, than here. Right? Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Mickey's got his playoff vest on, it looks like. Uh-oh, is that what it is? I am. You have to unmute <laughs> Ready to if go. you want to talk there, Bill. Sorry. Yeah, Bill. Oh, oh, yeah, there you go. There you Mickey's got his playoff vest on, it appears. Mm-hmm. No, he looks like... I am uh, ready. What's, what's Pinocchio's father? That's what, that's what he looks like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Geppetto? Geppetto, yeah. That's <laughs> All right. Uh, there was an alarming sight, I think an encouraging sight, but it might be alarming to some, some that... When I walked into the star today, I saw football players on an outdoor practice field. Wow, that's a miracle! Uh, And with and with pads on. All right, that was the first question Everson had for me, and that's a great place to start. Yes, it is. So, the padded practices—the amount of padded practices they can have—does it start over again once the postseason starts? Maybe you get one a week, I think. That's what I'm thinking. Come on, Spags. You got to do yeah. better than that, man. <laughs> I could have said that. that, that come on. Even, even, even if you're not sure, Mickey, <laughs> yeah, just you're, supposed, you're supposed to say, yes, they get one more each week. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, come on, man. Do better. No, I <laughs> – I did. I didn't mean that they could get multiple. I, I. I guess what I meant to say is you get one a week as long as you continue to play. There you go. There okay. you go. All right. You just made it sound like you were uncertain. Okay. So during <laughs> during the season, no, they, no. during the season, they get how many uh, total during the season? Like thirteen. That's yeah, a, I believe it was thirteen over the course of the season, but you couldn't save them up to the last month. So you then have to you use you, them up at a certain period of time. So on average. Uh, it's not even a one per per week. Yeah, it's third. It, you have yeah. eighteen weeks in a season, and you get and only thirteen added practices. Ooh, man, that that dog. Boy, my NFL Players Association, they are really doing that job. <laughs> Golly, man! Back in the day, they would probably make us practice two a days for the rest of the week, rest of the season, every day. Give me a well. Break. Maybe that's why I maybe that's why I read today that uh, an average number of points. Uh, per game have gone down this year. Ah, oh, okay. interesting, interesting. Well, what? Not for, enough for, practice. Well, it does. Was, does that mean the offense has the advantage? Shouldn't they have the advantage, or should the defense <laughs> have the advantage? I mean, should be 
should be more scores, more more points. You know, that's interesting that that they're early in the season it seemed like we had higher scoring games than previous seasons. But you're saying that at the end of the season, scoring went down this season for the, the entirety of the season. Yeah. Like one point. Well, did, oh, did one point. <laughs> <laughs> so defensively, we finally caught up. Yeah, there you go, defense. We might be dumb, but we're not stupid. <laughs> so it's an average of one point per game. It went down, scoring in the league. That's because as yeah. the season went yeah. along, defenses started figuring out these offenses. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just in Dallas that that happened. It happened across the league. Right, Mickey? You know, though, I – yeah, and uh, – I read where possibly the number last uh, year was higher because there were no fans in the stands, so it was easier on offenses on the road. Interesting. Very good, Specs. I think. I... So then, so then you're thinking that if we go NBA, so then LeBron's championship. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start a real argument here. So being being in the being in the bubble. That was that was a I, asterisk championship. I think it had more to do with the fact that um, players didn't have an off season and much of a training camp, and it was more seven on seven. Mm, interesting. That's my go. theory on there it. There you go. What do you? I, all right, Mickey. No, as for as for the rest of as for the rest of practice. Yes. Uh, the Cowboys <laughs> did the same thing today as they did yesterday. They started off outside, did their individual work. Uh, the position work, and then they went indoors uh, for the rest of practice, uh, taking eyeballs off the practice, I would imagine. Uh, And uh, the entire roster was at practice. Uh, So uh, J. Ron Kearse uh, returned. We'll find out how much he did. It sounded like in Mike's press conference that they were going to kind of regulate his snaps and see how he was doing. Uh, Nashawn Wright, uh, return to practice. Uh, he missed yesterday for personal reasons, evidently uh, the birth of his child. Whoa. Uh, so congrats. he's back in. Yeah. And then they had guys that were limited, but they were limited, I think, more so just out of precautions. One of those, Tyron Smith. Uh, but Mike said he has no doubt that he'll be uh, ready to go. Uh, and. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, Lunda Wells, the tight ends coach, uh, was out in COVID protocol uh, from yesterday's practice. So we'll see uh, just when he can get back in, depending on, I mean, when he got it, right? He's got to do the five days. And they didn't practice Monday. They didn't practice Tuesday. So depending on when he first tested, he could be back in time for the game. Excellent. All right. You know, we talked about this. Uh, you know, Bill wasn't part of this private conversation that you and I had yesterday, Spags. He wasn't worthy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we talked about how important it is for the players to to stay on the roster. And I know we kind of touched on it in, in previous uh, podcasts, but is with the playoffs as as important uh, obviously as they are Cowboys have a chance to do something they really haven't done in a long time with the kind of talent that they have with covid going around i mean just the way it's going around and causing people to miss days even though you might be vaccinated and boosted and all of that you still may have to sit out some days and you might actually miss a playoff game 
So the question is, what the heck do we do with our families? What do I do if I have kids at home that go to school and if they bring it home and they might infect me and I miss a game, uh, an important playoff game? Is this a time for especially some of the starters on the team, the ones that are really uh, uh, get a lot of playing time, do they isolate from their own families? I think that that's a very good idea. Uh, short of, you know, those machines they they sell at the store. You can shrink wrap stuff and then freeze it <laughs> like food. Right. Short of shrink wrapping yourself, uh, yes, get into the hotel. And it sounds like, you know, just kind of what we're hearing uh, that you know some of the players are utilizing that. Man, I'd have them all in there. You ain't lying, man. That's that's something that. You know, we talk about the bubble with the NBA and, and, and how well that worked out for them to finish the season with very few uh, people uh, sneaking out. I think they had uh, Lemon Pepper Lou Williams. You heard that little term? <laughs> Have you heard that term? No. Lou Williams, you know, he's the sixth yeah. man of the year. Yeah. He decides to try to sneak out during the first days of the bubble okay. at the NBA. Yeah, yeah sure. And he, he goes to uh, this popular strip yeah. joint in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they And he... Not only does he sneak out, he takes pictures with everyone. And he posted posted on on social media. So, and he was talking about how good the lemon pepper wings. Okay. (laughs) So they stuck all them. He just had to get some of that, some of that, those lemon pepper wings. Yes, the lemon pepper Lou is what they called him now. That's his name. So we don't want any lemon pepper Lou's around here, uh, Spags. We want some guys that are committed to staying. You know, isolated and so they can have a best chance to play. <laughs> or like the guy in the guy in training camp last year that went or in twenty twenty when they were secluded in training camp, tried to dress up uh, his girlfriend as a player and sneak her into camp. <laughs> that was that was in Seattle. Was it Seattle? I think yeah, it, I think, I think it right. was in yeah. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. One thing I do wonder, and we'll never know the answer to this because it's all uh, behind the scenes. But you know, the um, uh, the NFL has it, it's been now for about a month's time. They changed the testing protocols and so forth, where uh, in in line with the CDC and, the, and made it a five day uh, time period instead of mm-hmm. ten days and mm-hmm. so forth, and for vaccinated or unvaccinated players, the random testing element of it, um, I, which it was prevalent throughout the regular season as well. I wonder how much of the random testing is going on in the postseason, or if players are basically just being tested now if they have symptoms. Well, I thought the last time, last thing I read, the random testing that was going on with the vaccinated players, maybe the unvaccinated, are they still getting tested? My uh, okay, wait, yeah, maybe on the unvaccinated. Yeah, but but a guy like Amari Cooper, since he uh, tested positive, is not uh, for a ninety day period. He's not subject to he's that. He's fine, even though he's un, uh, he's made it be known that he's unvaccinated. Um, but yeah, maybe for the vac- for the unvaccinated. But the large 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 percentage of players are vaccinated, and they were random testing vaccinated players in the regular season. I wonder if that's continued in the postseason, just because there's so much at stake in the postseason. Why, why wouldn't they uh, randomly do unvaccinated 
test unvaccinated. Well, if unvaccinated or having to do it on a reg- on a daily basis okay. anyway, oh, unless I, they've I tested positive, I, I think that's what makes you saying that. I understand. Uh, but anyway, I just wonder if uh, if it's the random testing is to the same level as it was in the regular season, just because there's so much at stake in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Well, they just better be glad they're not playing the Super Bowl in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so, is it time for a big shot? <laughs> or rent. Or, or rent. Yeah, whatever you want. That that seems like a real good jump off right there. <laughs> I got things to say about Djokovic. About, yeah. No, it's not Djokovic. It's Novaks. Novaks. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Novaks. All right. Novaks. That's funny. Novaks. Novaks. Oh, my God. All Boy, right. Um, internet is undefeated. <laughs> Uh, J. Ron Curse is back, right, Mickey? Yes, and and I think that's yes, and that's uh, I think that's very significant, especially uh, playing this team and how the Cowboys have played their defense. Uh, a, a guy that uh, can you know help out against the run, uh, but take on a tight end like Kittle. And I tell you what, so, now Kittle, uh, Kittle is going to be yeah. a tough handle regardless. I mean, J. Ron's he's a good man-to-man, but Kittle is an extremely uh, exceptional route runner for a tight end. He's got quick feet. He's out, He's got wide receiver's feet. You know, when I played cornerback back in the day, there's no way a tight end was going to beat me. I remember guarding Keith Jackson. Uh, back out of Oklahoma. Out of Oklahoma. I, I wore him out. So I, I, <laughs> that that's what happened when a cornerback <laughs> – covers a, a tight end. These days, a little bit more difficult, as much as they were extremely talented tight ends back in the day, you would have problems as a cornerback with some of these tight ends. Uh, and even J. Ron is a capable safety. He's going to have his issues. But uh, I, I think with, with guys like J. Ron, I, I, I'd like to ask you, how do vaccinated players feel after they've gotten COVID, uh, uh, especially seems like this lighter COVID. Micah uh, Parsons answered that question, didn't he, Mickey? He did. And, and if I remember correctly, what he said was uh, at this point, he feels fine, right? Right. And he, he said it, uh, and it's different for, di- for different people. I mean, I mean I'm amongst vaccinated people, it's yes, going to be yes, different yeah. for different people. Uh, but I'm I mean, he basically described it as a, as, a, as a common cold. This, so it, coming the, back, symptom, the symptoms that he had. Right. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm he, fe- he feels like he actually feels like he's refreshed now and feels like he's coming off a of bye week. And when he came off a of bye week in the regular season, he did pretty well, didn't he, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> Looked pretty good to me. He he was rejuvenated. So then, if you have, and we uh, could get into, I was going to ask if you have, uh, um, uh, you have fresh legs versus whatever the 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 the, the leftover is, the carryover from getting this mild uh, strain. Well, and like I say, I, I think it's different. For I can tell you myself, this was before everyone could get vaccinated. I had COVID back last February. 
and um, and I felt uh, a fatigue or a uh, muscle fatigue for over a three week period. Then, right. and there are, have been but that's, there that, have been professional was... athletes who have said that same thing. I remember uh, for last this season. Strain, though, for no, this no, strain. I'm talking the the yeah. original strain. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember Miles Garrett. He got it during the season last year, yes. 2020, and he he talked about how he couldn't get his breath the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, I remember Tatum and, with the right. Boston Celtics. Yeah. Said the same thing, but I have not heard uh, with the, with the Omicron yes. uh, that it, you know it's been milder symptoms for everybody. I've not heard any players talk about how uh, how they're really dealing the, with the it. Leftover, the yeah, the leftover yeah. effect of it. So, so. you so you're saying we got a fresh leg, Michael Parsons. I mean, Parsons, <laughs> Micah seems to think he's he's you know 100 raring That's to go. That's cool. So yeah. so yeah, you get the you get it you get the mild strain and you get two you get two days rest. <laughs> You get, you get some good yeah, but he didn't get the NFL rookie sack record. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mickey? Good thing there was no incentives tied to it. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. I, uh, hey, have... did, you, uh, did you catch, before you hit that break, did you catch what uh, Parsons' response was when uh, he was asked about uh, San Francisco kind of bullish uh, running attack. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he was let's, asked. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about that when you, we come back. Let's let's talk about that when we come back here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's All right. Because I want to get in, good. I want to get into that uh, Niners, the bullies from the Bay coming in here <laughs> and their offensive brand of football when Mick Shots continues in just a moment. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, to mixed shots. 
Cowboys Nation, it's playoff time. Get ready to white out at AT&T Stadium and cheer the Cowboys on to victory on Sunday, January 16th, when the Cowboys take on San Francisco at 3.30 p.m. For playoff updates, visit DallasCowboys.com slash 2021 playoffs. And as you guys can see, I've got my white on. Bill has his white on. Everson has his black on. So much. I got my black on, baby. I like that. I like the way Bill said it. Has his black on. Yeah, baby. I got my black on. <laughs> Sound like a brother over there, Bill. I like that. <laughs> He's got the white on the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I just came from uh, my, my foundation it's called Ethos Education. We mentor kids in, in uh, this Frisco school district. So I just came from uh, mentoring some kids. Um, yeah, at one of the Frisco high schools and just decided to wear my Gremlin thing, you know, in case they wanted All to right, say, I love well, it. where can I go to school? Well, hey, what, what about How about there? Gremlin. Big G right there. Baby. There you go. Well, I did a little recruiting. Did a little recruiting. All right. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, you like the new coach? Grandma? I do. Yeah. I mean, come on. You got Hugh Jackson? Man, <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's major. I'm just glad these guys are coming back, helping these young kids. And, you know, talk about mentoring. You know, the impression that a, a, a former uh, – uh, NFL head coach that can, that you can make it at HBCU. I mean, we know what what uh, Prime is doing in, at Jackson State, but man, Hugh Jackson can. You know, he's not he doesn't have the glamour name, but you know his mission there uh, could be uh, so important. You know, for the HBCU kids. You know what we need? We need a network TV contract. That's what we need. That's exactly HBCU what schools. we need. And and I, I promise you, somebody like Dion coming in. You also have uh, Eddie George there. You have Eddie Robinson Jr. No relation to Eddie Robinson himself, but he's at Alabama A and M, which I'm sorry, Alabama State, which was his alma mater. And all these pros going back, showing these young kids how to do it, and they're not passing up the HBCUs to go Power Five or whatever. They're starting at the ground roots level. Great stuff. Great I'm stuff. talking weekly game or, or no more doubt. more than that, you no know, uh, where no the network. I, I promise you people are talking about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what needs to happen. All right, last segment we were talking about uh, the padded practice rule. And, yes, in the postseason, Chris Beam has handed me a copy of the uh, official NFL practice rules, Section 1. Clubs participating in the postseason may hold one padded practice per week. On a day of the club's choosing, commencing with the week following the club's last regular season game. During the regular season, clubs get 14 practice padded practices over the course of the 18-week season. Mm-hmm. 11 of those 14 have to be used the first 11 weeks of the season. Whoa. Okay? <laughs> so that means you only have three padded practices over the course of the last seven weeks of the season. Wow. And uh, and then the other thing that's interesting, Mickey, uh, the prohibited drills. Uh, this is throughout the season, whether it's training camp or whenever. Uh, prohibited drills include bull in the ring, king of the circle drills, <laughs> or the Oklahoma drill, Oklahoma drill. <laughs> offensive line versus defensive line, in line run blocking and board drills. And half line pods and three spot drills each is defined in Article Twenty Three, Section Seven. So it's in there in the rules. No Oklahoma drills. You know what though? So how nice of them. So when we said Bill that they only got thirteen, we forgot there was an extra game this this year. So that meant they got fourteen padded practice. Could you imagine how much energy I would have had after practice if that's the schedule? 
I, I get in so much trouble. You know, I just really would. I'm talking, look at those Dallas Cowboys back in the day. The Raiders too. Come on, man. You look at that, especially if you're in a really nice the 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 Giants. LT. Imagine <laughs> letting LT run around in New York after having the kind of practices that we have right now. You know, he never would have made it to the end of his career. Uh, never would have made never, it. Never been in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know what, though? Um, and he hardly made it to practice on time. Anyway, right? There are some teams that do these drills during games, though. And that would be, you know, like the Oklahoma drill. What, what's the Oklahoma drill? It consists of? You said two backs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And one, one it's like deep, a, it's one, like one, a two on one two blocking on one. scheme, mm-hmm. and you have to fight off a blocker to get to the running back, whatever. That makes you a heck of a player, Mickey. That's kind of the run scheme that uh, Kyle Shanahan has with the bullies from the Bay, <laughs> bullies the from San the Francisco Forty Niners. Oh. You know they'll take that George Kittle, their tight end. That you you know you think about him being a receiving tight end. Mike McCarthy talked about the fact that he's an all-around player, and you'll see him go in motion, and he's a lead blocker along with Kyle Juszczyk, who is their Pro Bowl, multiple-time Pro Bowl fullback. Uh, they create two-on-one, three-on-one uh, blocking schemes against linebackers like Micah Parsons, who Mickey is not about to be bullied around by anybody, is he? Mm. He's he's absolutely amazing how he comes up with this stuff at the spur of the moment. In yesterday's uh, media session, uh, he was asked somewhat tongue in cheek uh, if you could bully a lion, right? Because because they're, they're, they're uh, by talk, the way they're the they're, they talk about being a bully ball offense. The 49ers. Right. and yeah. and by the way, we talked. We talked about him being a linebacker like a month mm-hmm. ago, right? And yeah. Somebody, somebody stole it in the paper the other day, and it's like, yeah, he's a linebacker. It's like, hey, you're late to <laughs> the scene, They are so buddy. late. They but are anyway, so late. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, his response to if you can bully a lion uh, goes like this. No, you can't. It's actually funny you say that. I was having fun with the guys and I was telling them I'm from Harrisburg where the bullies get bullied. You know what I'm saying? There's a bully in every gym. Mm -hmm. There's a bully everywhere you go. But at one point, it's going to take someone to stand up and you fight. And I've never backed down from a challenge. So I would say never say you could bully a lion ever. Mm. (laughs) How about instead of – uh, what are they, bullies from the Bay? What about bums from the Bay? That sounds a little bit better. Let, we need to send them out of here as bums. They need to leave. As, come in, bullies, leave as bums. How about that? All right. Bulletin board <laughs> material from Cubby here. <laughs> yeah, like they care what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> All they got to do is show that doggone uh, big play up there. In the, in the, oh, that's right. Yeah, I it's, it's, it's like uh, yeah, it's, yeah. as tall as this building. How many times? Right hey, what's the overrun? <laughs> What's the over under on that play and showed in the broadcast on Sunday? <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's kind of played out for this generation, so to speak. That's why it needs to be shown again. Yeah, that's what, that's what yeah, the TV, lot, TV producer will say. That. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, some old dude, Bill's age. <laughs> Jim Nance is my <laughs> age. <laughs> Jim's like, hey, can we cue that up? Yeah, Romo probably was like, what are you talking you know, about? you know and and here's my question my question on that is does anybody have any film on the entire play 
all they show is the <laughs> last half of it. The right? NFL Films version. And, and there's yeah. poor Everson. Everson's trying to play catch up underneath like he was supposed to cover the tight end. Right, right. right. And it's like, where's the rest of the play? I oh, want to see the man. whole thing. Hey, but one thing I know about that play, they, they are very successful at running that play and not the part that went to Dwight, but, you know, what San Francisco was doing even back then. The same jet sweep type of motion. Uh, it was made to where Freddie Solomon goes in motion to the left. And then as he gets behind the center, he turns around and sprints towards the pylon. And Dennis Thurman, you know, that, that dude, is him. he and Charlie Waters, two of the smartest players I've ever played with. Dennis Thurman knew exactly what was coming. And he jumped that route. So that's what made uh, Joe have to come off of that and improvise. But, yeah, they were, they were going for Freddie Solomon at the pylon, and that's the same thing that San Francisco does to this day. Yeah, you see that play all the time now. Sweep. That's yeah, right. You see it all the time. Because what you do is you, you want to uh, catch the, the, the DB hesitating as he pivots to come back the other way. By that time, it should be too late because Solomon is sprinting off of that pivot turn to the pylon. And hopefully that once they snap the ball, all of the receivers and the, the, the other defenders will, will block him off and create a, a little right. traffic for him. But no, Nate was why well, we call him Nate Thurman. Nate. Ron Springs always called him Nate Thurman. Because of the basketball player, Nate Thurman? Well, funny story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, funny story. This is not Ron's fault. This is uh, Mike Ditka's fault. Okay. Mike Ditka kept calling him Nate Thurman because Mike Ditka was a Nate Thurman fan. <laughs> and that's how spelled I, The Thurman spelled differently. So, yeah, uh, M-O-N-D, if <laughs> yes, I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, yeah, and Thurman, uh, uh, M-A-N. So, yeah, that's, that's Mike Ditka. So, Nate, yeah, Nate had him. Nate had him in the corner, and then the rest is history <laughs> oh now you know the rest so of the basically story. when you cut yeah basically when you cut off the play montana said okay i'm throwing this ball away right right, right. and then you got that's why they were all chasing him like ah here we come he's like oh okay but i i can't wait to see uh how parsons is utilized in this uh defense this week what do, what do y'all think with this run game that the niners have and with his Ability also to come off the edge or come up the middle to rush the passer, or you name it. How do you think Quinn's going to use him? I think speed. It's going to be speed on speed. I mean, that's one thing that we we count on with Parsons and this defense. He is the epitome of the speed that we possess on this defensive squad, and so that's how we're going to try and match it. We're going to try and the jet sweeps are all fast. It's all based on speed. The power comes after they get the ball in their hand. The speed is. The confusion and the pre-snap movement, and you have so you have to think fast as well as play fast. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Start with you, Mickey, and then Everson. Follow up. Um, how tough is this Dallas defense? Because the 49ers, they pride themselves; they're calling them this a bully ball offense. So, how tough is the? Da- and we've seen the the Cowboys' uh, defense be able to pressure the quarterback, but we've also seen times where teams have been able to run the ball. But this is push comes to shove. This is playoff time. This is where everything's on the line right here. Just how tough is this Dallas defense? Well, we're going to start with Neville Gallimore in the middle now. And I don't think anybody's going to bully that guy. Uh, He's pretty tough. I think Watkins in the middle is pretty tough, too. Uh, 
I don't need to go on and on about Demarcus Lawrence uh, because one of his qualities uh, playing defensive end is the fact that he likes to play the run and he will chase a run down from the backside and he will set an edge. Uh, so if you take those guys right away uh, and then consider the speed of Randy Gregory on the other side and then take into account Parsons in the middle along with Leighton Vander Esch, uh, I think that front is, is, is pretty tough. Uh, and and uh, again, if, if they just don't miss plays and allow San Francisco to hit those big plays, this is a pretty tough defense. I think they, 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 they get undersold because of the takeaways. I think it's, uh, it's an undersell uh, because of, of the interceptions you see and maybe the sacks. Uh, but these guys can be pretty tough as long as they carry out their assignments. Mm -hmm. uh, because when they get a busted assignment, that's what creates that big play. Not because they're physically getting beat, uh, they're mentally getting beat. So they've got to be on their game. And one other thing, when we were talking about the injuries, I, there's a long list of guys that uh, were limited yesterday for San Francisco, and then a bunch of guys didn't play uh, because they were resting. But Trent Williams, their starting uh, tackle, uh, was still out with an elbow injury. He missed this last game. Uh, so that'll be an interesting one to watch today if indeed he gets back into practice. We know that, you know, Garoppolo's thumb's not going to get any better, the sprained ligament. Uh, he was limited, but that was to be expected. But the enter injury I saw uh, was Elijah Mitchell, their running back. Uh, he missed with a knee. Uh, so we'll see where that one goes. And then their punter, uh, Mitch Wisniewski, uh, is still in concussion protocol. He was limited. And last week, uh, Robbie Gould, their place kicker, had to do the punting also. So we got to keep an eye on those injuries for them uh, today. Uh, when you talk about toughness on this defense and that secondary for the Cowboys, uh, Donovan Wilson could be big in this game. Uh, when you look back at the uh, Niners against the Rams, they had one series in the third quarter of the, that game. They were trailing in the game mm -hmm. at the time. They ran the ball ten straight times. And, and, <laughs> That's crazy. Well, and, I mean, and, 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 the way Jimmy G was, 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 was throwing at the time, they had to. But, yeah, well, they had to let him settle down because he was getting them in trouble. Yeah, And uh, Jordan Fuller, the Rams, safety, who's now on injured reserve, he hurt his ankle in the game, he was having to come up and make a lot of plays stopping the run there. And so I can see Donovan Wilson in that role for Dallas um, playing a big factor in stopping their run game. Well, the problem, the problem you're going to have, uh, Bill, is the youth, right? That's what it is. I mean, are we ready for playoff football? Mm -hmm. You know, we have the energy, we have the want to and the motivation, but are we going to be uh, will we have the instincts for this game? Will we understand what they're trying to do to us? Will we make the proper adjustments? Uh, if we get down, will we ever be able to get back on track? What kind of a, uh, uh, adjustments will be made at halftime? You know, you're talking about in this game, 
football be, in playoffs, football becomes more of a thinking man's game as much as a physical game. See, and that's where I'm wondering on Parsons because Parsons has that air about him that it, and the, his teammates can feed off he's of no it. Dummy. Right, and he's yeah. also no dummy. We've seen it uh, in games where he's made adjustments uh, during a play and been able to to make a play. Uh, but do have the Niners seen some things in his game where they will try to take advantage of his aggression? Yeah. And, and oh, they sort will. Of thing. No, they, yeah. they, they, there's no doubt they will. That's what the mis, misdirection is for. They hope that you use that speed all going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then that we, we're going to be wide open on the other side. That has happened to us this year. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. And you know what, guys? You know what the other thing? Yeah, the other thing on that, it, which is amazing, and Everson can talk to this. You're a linebacker or a safety, and you take one step the wrong way. You're toast. That's it. It's only one step, right? But, boy, you better read it. And here's another reason why they've been so good running the football, because this kind of just dawned on me today, and I said, let me look this up. Four of their starting five offensive linemen, four between four of them, they only missed two starts, and both were Trent Williams, the beginning of the year and the end of the year. The uh, all four of those guys played at least 14 if or 15, if not 17 games. And the only offensive lineman that they missed uh, was McGlinchey, uh, the starting tackle. Uh, he tore a peck uh, halfway through the season uh, and he missed the I think he went through eight games and then they placed him on IR. So four of the five guys on that offensive lineman only missed two games. I was looking at the Cowboys and if we we consider that Connor Williams missed his games because of coaching decision, the Cowboys had 18 missed starts on their offensive line. Yeah, and and you look at the Niners and their offensive line is one of the strengths of their team. Uh, and starting with that, if if Trent Williams is healthy, uh, if healthy, he just may be still the best left tackle in the game. I mean, Tyron has been has battled some injury issues, yep. and there's been a, a long stretch where Tyron has been can widely considered the best left tackle. But it's Trent Williams and Tyron Smith are right there at the at the head of the class as far as left tackles go, and they've got it center. The Niners have 36, 37-year-old Alex Mack playing center, and he started every game for him this year. I mean, he basically came out of retirement himself. He, I don't know if he officially had retired, but he was close to it at his age, and he's playing very well. The right guard, Daniel Brunskill, if you look at him against the Rams last week, he was manhandling Greg Gaines, their, their nose tackle. I mean, uh, it, was, it was impressive. So it's going to be a very it's going to be a task for the Cowboys' defense, and we'll see if they're up for it. 3.30 on Sunday. All right, we wrap up mix shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back, 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 back to back. mixed shots. Dak Prescott is the Cowboys nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide, recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service activities off the field and excellence on the field. Help Dak earn a $25,000 donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter. Tweet hashtag WPMOY challenge, followed by Prescott through January 17th. Vote Dak. And by the way, guys, our man of the podcast year is Chris Beam, who I very ashamedly missed his birthday yesterday. Oh, and we need to on, wish man. Chris a happy good. birthday. All right. You know what? He's walk- I could just see the judgment in his eyes every time he looked at me. Like, you know no. what? Yeah, There's I could no see it. I knew something there. was going on. Hey, man. it's my birthday. Happy no. belated and you birthday, know what? You know man. Nicky should part? know this because I think his sister's birthday is today or something. There's something weird about that. Yes, I was just getting ready to apologize. <laughs> I should know it because his birthday and my sister's birthday are on the same date. See? And how about this? I think we've said this before. His brother's birthday uh, and my birthday are on the same date. Isn't that crazy? Hey, let me oh, tell you something. My. Yesterday, there were a lot of birthdays in my family as well. So, yeah, just Would you so like many. to give belated birthday Bel- shout-outs? No, I, I, I gave mine oh, out okay. to them, yeah. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have to look at me the way Chris looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, happy birthday, Chris Beam, a day late. <laughs> All right. So I didn't remember. What's the date today? January 13th. It so it's January 12th. 12th. Yeah, okay. January 13th. All right. So January 12th. I'll try to remember that next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I probably, I guarantee I won't. Uh, all right. So Cowboys <laughs> Niners, Cowboys Niners on CBS on Sunday afternoon. I believe this is the first time CBS has carried a Cowboys playoff game since 19, the 1993 season, the Cowboys 49ers conference championship game in January of 94. Because Fox took over, Fox uh, got into the NFL. Uh, broadcasting business, whatever, uh, in 1994, and they started. They took over NFC games then, 
And uh, so the game on CBS, so Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. The last time it was on CBS, it was Pat Summerall and John Madden, which would have been the conference championship game that was played at Texas Stadium in January of 94. Little trivia there for you. Isn't this something how you don't have to be accurate on podcasts? You can say, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I believe. I believe. <laughs> Pretty sure. That's right. That's right. Before I say that on CBS tonight, I'll do some more checking. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. I do know this. We don't have to believe this. We know this, Mickey, that Will McClay is signed on for he got a contract extension announced by the club. He is not going anywhere with all these GM openings around the league. Mm. You know what? And I think he's pretty happy here. And the Cowboys continue to make him happy here, right? Because uh, he seems to get a new contract uh, all the time. But uh, he is a hand worth keeping. Uh, I've worked close to him. Uh was around him during the Desperado days for arena ball when he was the uh, defensive coordinator for Joe Avizano. And then he took over as the head coach there. And uh, he, he, he knows his football. And the best thing I think about him is he knows people and he has a way of dealing with folks uh, to not only listen to them, but that get them to listen to him too. Mm, uh, he's a good guy to be around. I got some stuff right here, Spags. It says, since 2014, the Cowboys have drafted nine players who went to went on to earn Pro Bowl honors. Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence, Byron Jones, Zeke, Jalen Smith, Dak Prescott, Leighton Vanderess, Trayvon Diggs, Michael Parsons. And they they want to uh, kind of contribute his uh, these free agency signings as well. Javon Curse, DeMonte Casey, Malik Hooker, Sprinkle, Keanu Neal, Carlos Watkins, Terrell Basham, and, and Brent Urban. So he's getting a lot of credit for helping uh, keep this team afloat, and even when we stumble, he helps us turn it around. And still the most amazing stat from those Pro Bowl players you mentioned is what? That Byron Jones made the Pro Bowl without an interception. No interception. <laughs> <laughs> that can't last long. That, that just can't last long. He is true. He was truly the exception. <laughs> so, so think think about this, you guys. He got criticized uh, not because of his coverage, but because he didn't get any interceptions. And now Diggs Thank gets you. criticized because all he gets is interceptions, right. and yeah. he can't cover. Right, right. right. He right. goes up to me too many big plays. Yep, been uh, there, done that, Spags. Trust me. All right. Well, you know how you don't. You know how you escape criticism. You win playoff games. You win. You win playoff games. You win multiple playoff games. You win a Super Bowl, and now you're not criticized. Well, unless you're Eli Manning. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming from you. That's you. All right, Mickey. You have a parting mix shot, or was that it? I'll give you one. I had a note here. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. There you go. Proceed. (laughs) I think we thought the Cowboys did a nice job this year finishing with uh, 41 sacks, which was an improvement. Well, the San Francisco Bullies finished fifth in the NFL with 48 sacks. Hmm. Hmm. 21 and a half of them came from Nick Bosa and Armstead. 
Nick, well, we Nick, know who to attack then. Yep, Nick Bosa had 15 and a half of those. So so that means yep. we're going to have to run yes. right at him. Make him play the run. We are coming at him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll have more. I said that this morning on my I said that this morning on my fan report. It was like basically this is how you neutralize these pass rushers. Run right at them and make them play the run cuz they don't want to do you know it. And if you think about it, go ahead. That's what they did to his brother in that game against Sandy against uh, the uh, Chargers. Remember, they ran right at they Bosa sure to the point where in the second half they took him out and only brought him in on third down passing situations. I gotta say, Spags, I, I, we we think a lot like I might actually need to start reading your articles, maybe. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> you, you uh, <laughs> Mick shots. Mick, Mickey's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that does it for this edition of mix shots go online oh, and man. see what mickey has written lately yes maybe i should too dallascowboys.com oh, we man. will shout out you again tomorrow go cowboys this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!